Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast with Living Christian. I am KJ. I'm your humble host here for this next podcast where we're reading Proverbs 16. So this is your first time joining us today. I read a chapter of the Bible, drink a little bit of coffee, which I have here, and uh, we'll chit-chat a little bit. So stay tuned uh, after the Bible reading and description part, and we'll get to some questions that you guys have submitted to either the website or the Instagram or wherever you submitted them. I certainly appreciate it. We've gotten hundreds of questions in, so I've tried to dive through them a little bit so I can uh, answer the ones that are maybe the most frequently asked. That's typically how I uh, grab the ones I want to grab. So uh, hopefully I read yours, which would be awesome. But if you want, let me have a sip of coffee. If you want to submit a question in the future, simply go to livingchristian.org, which is our website, and you can go to the podcast page there and submit a question on the bottom of that. Uh, And while you're there, uh, listen to some of the uh, previous podcast episodes. We are on uh, episode 13 today, uh, which is Proverbs 16, but episode 13. we got a couple of extra bonus episodes along the way there, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes, or whether you're watching it on YouTube or wherever you're enjoying your podcast. We have this thing everywhere. Uh, You can catch up on all of them at livingchristian.org slash podcast, or just go to livingchristian.org, and we have it right on the homepage where you can go to the podcast page. And while you're there, check out our store. Uh, We have apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, all sorts of stuff. Use the code podcast20 for our loyal podcast listeners. You get 20% off. Uh, Use that code podcast20 at checkout. Always available for you guys, the podcast listeners, so I appreciate that. So read some Bible verse list, uh, blog maybe, get yourself a t-shirt, whatever moves you. Uh, You can check it all out at livingchristian.org, not .com, .org. That's our sponsor, which is me. That's just our site. So we have no sponsors for this episode. So (laughs) be that as it may, uh, we're going to read Proverbs 16. So if you have your Bible handy, uh, crack it open to uh, roughly right in the middle of the entire Bible, which is Proverbs. We're in chapter 16. This is a little bit different than our normal podcast. Usually I'll read through and kind of discuss it along the way. I'll do that a little bit today, but I do like Proverbs, the wisdom and uh, the knowledge and just the guidance that it gives us uh, to live our lives. So you probably need less of me uh, commentating and more of just the Word of God. So I'll probably read more than I am uh, discussing today, which is okay. But I'll have two or three questions at the end, so stay tuned for that. Usually takes me about 25, 30 minutes total on these podcasts. Uh, So fast forward if you want to, but uh, stick with me through the Proverbs 16, and I'll get to a couple of questions. So without further ado, let's dive into Proverbs 16. For those watching this on YouTube, I got my uh, Strong Light Coffee coffee mug, and I got my old man glasses because that's how we roll the run here. That's how old I am. I need my glasses to read. So So let's dive into Proverbs 16. So Proverbs 16, uh, verse 1. Uh, We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. That's an interesting line there. So 16.3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Let's go back to three real quick. I know I didn't get very far before I start chit-chatting, but uh, verse 3 Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. It doesn't necessarily mean commit, like pray to God and whatever you want, uh, your plans will succeed. No, it's saying that if you commit your plans, commit your actions, commit your life to God, to the Lord, then those plans will succeed, right? 
If there, if it's God's will, it will succeed. Verse five, the Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. Oof. Today's world's full of pride, isn't it? Uh, it's uh, done bode well. Uh, verse six, unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin, but fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Verse eight, better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps, is verse 9. So verse 8 is an important one. Um, it really goes into worldly wealth and the love of money. We are obsessed with money in our culture and in our world, and uh, even the, the, the root of all evil, as they call it. But verse 8 is talking about it's better to have little, as long as you have godliness, as long as you have God in your life, than to be rich and dishonest. Obviously, the most famous, uh, one of the most famous verses in all the Bible, which is Proverbs 16:9, which is we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We may think we're in charge, but in reality, God always is in charge. All right, verse 10. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge and fairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards for fairness. A king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with words from righteous lips. He loves those who speak honesty. Verse 14, the anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get in good judgment than silver? The path of the virtuous leads away from evil. Whoever follows this path is safe. So you have to be virtuous. You have to be honest. You have to be sincere with your actions with the Lord. And that is the best path to take. Verse 18, pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before it falls. This is the second time that uh, the writer of Proverbs has, has, has mentioned pride. So we talk about pride and being proud all the time. If you go back to verse 5, the Lord detests the proud. They will be surely punished. And now you're in 18, pride goes before destruction. And haughtiness before a fall. We, we, we have turned pride into a good thing. We're proud of our sexuality. We're proud of our accomplishments. We're proud of whatever that you have pride in. Uh, but in reality, pride is certainly a deadly sin. It talks about the Lord detests the proud. It goes before the destructions. Don't be too proud. Be humble. Be generous, but also be humble before the Lord and before your fellow man. It's not so much about boasting and being prideful about our own accomplishments, because we are nothing without God, okay? All right, verse 19. Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. There's the word proud again. Verse 20. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. The wise are known for their understanding, and pleasant words are persuasive. Discretion is a life-giving fountain to those who possess it, but discipline is wasted on fools. Verse 23, for a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You've heard this one before. This is 1624. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to the, for the body. There's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. It is good for workers to have appetite. An empty stomach drives them on. Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. Verse 28, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. 
Gossip separates the best of friends. Violent people mislead their companions, leading them to a harmful path. With narrowed eyes, people plot evil. With a smirk, they plan their mischief. 31. Gray hair is a crown of glory is gained by living a godly life. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I am apparently living a godly life. My hair is getting grayer by the day, it seems like. That's what happens when you get up my age. Uh, it's all part of it, right? I have two teenage daughters, and that t- tends to help out the gray hair as well. But God is telling us right now that it is a crown of glory is gained by living a godly life. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to, be sel- better to have self-control than to conquer a city. We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. So, okay, a couple things here on uh, Proverbs 16. So, uh, one, a couple of takeaways that I take away, right? One, we've got to be humble. All right, pride, being proud. It, it mentions it several times in this very short Proverbs 16, uh, as we talked about. The Lord hates being us being too prideful and boastful about our own accomplishments, about who we think we are. Uh, we are nothing without Him. Second thing it talks about is that we need to listen to the instruction of the Lord. Whether it's the gray hair or listening or the wise are known for understanding, if we read the Bible, we read Proverbs and gain this wisdom, all these books of wisdom, they're in the middle of this Bible. If we gain the wisdom and the knowledge of the Lord, if He gives us what He wants us to know and what He wants us to do, right, we're going to be successful and depend, and not in the ways you may think that it is, but from a long life standing now, prosperous in heaven, successful. Um, God is going to take care of us. And finally, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Just be, just be kind. All right. Don't be prideful. Be humble. Be kind. Uh, be nice. Talk to talk sweet to people. Uh, be have kind words. Don't be violent. Don't be a troublemaker. Don't be a scoundrel. Listen to what Proverbs 16 is talking about. It's talking about how we need to be acting in today's culture. Kind, wise, knowledgeable, having discretion, right? Committing our actions to the Lord. His plans are succeeding. If we trust Him and listen to His instruction, we will be joyful. That's how He wants us to act. That's how He wants us to go about our life. Being prideful, being a troublemaker, being violent, being a scoundrel, all those things are destining us to failure and destining, putting a destination in hell versus heaven for us. God's in charge. Talks about it even the last line of uh, Proverbs 16, verse 33. The Lord determines how the dice fall. The Lord determines our path. The Lord determines our steps. Follow the path. It's safe. Lots to unpack in there, and uh, Proverbs 16, good words uh, for us to learn. Life lessons for us to learn. Be kind, be humble, follow Christ. He'll bring us joy. He determines our path. Don't get too boastful or prideful out there today, okay? So that is Proverbs 16. Told you it's a short one. Have a sip of coffee, and we'll keep talking about it. It's a good one. I, I would suggest, if you haven't read Proverbs before as a, as a whole um you know carve out some time proverbs is what 30 31 obviously 31 uh so it's perfect for a month like may like we're in may right now uh so you can catch up a little bit there's lots of bible plans out there but reading a chapter a day for a month 
will give you a lot of knowledge and understanding about what God wants us to be, where he wants us to go, what kind of path he wants us to follow. Uh, Proverbs is definitely one that you should be diving into on a consistent basis. So I highly, highly uh, suggest that. All right, great. I hope you guys enjoyed Proverbs 16. Maybe we'll do another Proverbs book along the way. And uh, now's the time of the podcast. We'll read some questions. We'll answer some questions. It's fun. So this is episode 13. We're going to do 15 episodes in this first um, kind of, uh, we'll call it a, um, se- a season. I don't know. They have seasons on podcasts? I think they do. So I'm going to do 15 episodes. I've got a couple extra uh, bonus episodes along the way. So we'll do end up doing 18, 19 episodes total. We'll take a little bit of a break and retool a little bit and then come back this summer and do a second season. It's fun. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I am. So... Uh, let's ask, answer some questions. As I mentioned to you earlier in the podcast, go to livingchristian.org, submit yourself a question, and I'm happy to try to read it on future podcasts for sure. So the first question we get is from Ben. Uh, ben submitted this question just via the website. Hi, KJ. Love the pod. Well, thanks, Ben. Uh, I love the pod. That's a new one. Uh, interested, interested in knowing your thoughts on personal ambition and whether God views career progression and ambition as sinful, keep up the good work. Thanks, Ben. All right, Ben. We did just kind of talk about that in Proverbs 16 a little bit. Um, and what I mean by that is not being uh, too prideful or boastful or driven for your own um, success. Okay, uh, God is not bothered by you owning things uh, with that success. He's, he, he's bothered by things owning you, if that makes sense. Um, we're all given a path in this life. We're all given career paths and, and jobs. Uh, I think we have to keep focused on the fact that part of our purpose, if not our sole purpose in this life, is to uh, share the love of Christ with everybody you know and make disciples out of disciples. Love your neighbor. Love God. Just like Matthew talks about, uh, that's what we should be doing constantly. So if you can do that in a in a normal career path, it doesn't mean that everybody needs to work for the church or everybody has to be running Christian podcasts like I am or whatever that may be. Uh, you can have personal ambition and career progression as long as you uh, are doing that at glorifying God. If you're doing that because you want to gain more money and, and, and buy more things, uh, you have to be careful not letting the things be the idols to you, okay? Um I, I've been successful in my career. Uh, I have a nice house. I think I do. Uh, I provide for my family. Uh, but saying all that, I do also make sure that I talk to everybody I know about Jesus, uh, whether it's in church or whether it's on this thing or, or outside of uh, my, my normal Christian duties, we'll call it. Um, but saying all that, uh, make sure you have God first. Uh, and everything that you do, and that will help that career progression. So make sure you're humble and honest and not prideful, uh, and you'll be okay. So you can be successful. You can be rewarded by this world monetarily, career-wise, ambitious-wise, but you have to make sure that that's not your fulfillment in life. Um, you can. It will not buy you happiness, okay? Uh, money and career progression and ambition, as you talked about, Ben, sometimes can get in the way of your faith, it can get away in, in the way of your family. It can get in the way of your happiness. But uh, frankly, be cautious of that. Um, I'm not saying that everybody should be a pauper. <laughs> Go out and get a job and, and uh, get a career and do what you love uh, and find a way to do that 
in a way that can honor Christ. That's what you want to kind of keep your focus on, if that makes sense. Uh, for, for many years, um, many, 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 many years, uh, you know, my, my career has been secular in nature and not uh, doing things to use my spiritual gifts for God as he has called me to do. So there was ways that I always kind of interwove and interwove my faith into my job, whether it's Bible studies with uh, guys at work. Uh, sometimes I'd always make sure I put a post-it note by the light switch in my office that said to pray before I leave. And uh, I'd, it'd remind me to always keep God first in my day-to-day, even when I was doing just my normal job. Um, and then sometimes somebody would see that and it would be a good conversation starter. So maybe try that, Ben. Uh, but stay focused on God, put God first, pray about it, and see where he leads you. That is my advice I can give you, Ben. So good question, buddy. Sabine, uh, what is the role of the Holy Ghost? How do we feel or see him? Thanks, KJ. All right, Sabine. Uh, so that one came from Instagram. So the role of the Holy Ghost, as it says in the Bible, once you uh, choose and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Ghost will come inside of you and guide you on your path. It is there to be your conscience, it is there to be God within you, it is there to be with you walking through this life with God. It is one third of the Trinity, and I don't think it gets enough uh, credit. Uh, I like to give the Holy Ghost uh, lots of credit because I think at times he keeps me from making the decisions that my flesh would want to make, right? So how do you feel him? You know, in, in some ways it, you don't. In some ways it's just there and you're and you're praying and you have a sense of morality, a sense of conscience. A lot of times having a conscience is the Holy Spirit inside of you. I do know that sometimes you can feel it. Um, I know when I'm sitting in a church service and I'm watching a baptism, uh, of uh, a kid or an adult even, uh, dedicating their life to the Lord, I get overwhelmed with emotion and, and feel like I want to cry with, and with joy. And I know that's the Holy Ghost moving inside of me. Um, so you can feel it. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But regardless, it, it, He is there inside of you to guide you, to fill you with morality, to give you a good conscience, to be able to have a direct line with God through prayer to God. Okay, that's the role of the Holy Spirit. It helps guide you and move you uh, on your day-to-day life. That's how I view the Holy Spirit. Dario, do politics and faith go together or separate? Ooh, I'll answer this one. Let me get a sip of water for this one. (laughs) So I'll answer this in a couple of ways. One is, I, I live in the United States. Uh, so I'm, I'm blessed to live in a, in a country that was founded on uh, not only religious freedom, uh, but Christianity as its core. Uh, we have in God we trust on our money. We have uh, Bible verses in public squares. That There is a, a, a movement out there, uh, certainly in our culture and society, to try to remove God and remove Jesus from politics and government in general. Uh, so I do think we have to be cautious of that. So the reason why I even mentioned that is because I think in, in two ways uh, you can have your faith play a role in your politics. One is uh, there is this other faction, as I mentioned, trying to take faith and God and Jesus out of our culture, out of our society, and certainly out of politics and governor, uh, government. So we have to be the counteract of that to try to help force that back in, okay? 
I think we need to elect officials that represent our faith and who we are as people. I find that important. Uh, I, I find that if we take a step back and allow um, the other side to rip books out of libraries and discussions of God and Jesus out of our vernacular and out of our culture, then it's only going to become less and less and less. So we've got to make sure that we elect officials that represent us as Christians, if that makes sense. Okay. Two, the other part of that would be, um, I would think about what you are, who you are as a foundation in Christ. How do you let your Christianity help you vote a certain way, not just electing officials that represent you uh, as, a, as a citizen, um, but also policies. Uh, I have a hard time. Um, I'm a big pro-life advocate, uh, so I don't think I could ever vote for somebody that um, willingly um, was a, a pro-abortion or a, a pro-choice candidate. It'd be very challenging for me. Uh, and you may have other... Um, things, politically speaking, that move you, that drive you, that you're really passionate about. But that's one thing I'm very passionate about in my life. Uh, so I have a hard time uh, seeing myself vote for somebody who would be open, open, uh, openly support abortion uh, type policies. So uh, let your Christianity and your faith and your beliefs drive how you vote. Um, I do think it's important to vote. I do think it's important to get involved in politics. Uh, otherwise, um, the other side, the anti-Christian side, uh, is going to win because they are not going to give in. Now, saying all that, uh, don't let your politics be your identity, okay? Um, let you find your identity in Christ and Christ alone, not how you vote. Whether you're a Democrat, an Independent, Republican, whatever that may be, don't find your identity in how you vote or in your candidates or in your politics that you may become passionate about. Put Christ first, okay, period, and make sure that he is where you find your identity. And then you also just happen to vote a certain way. So I'm not a a Democrat or a Republican who also happens to be a Christian. I am a Christian who happens to vote a certain way. So make sure that you keep those two things separate. Uh, so I do think it's important, at least for me, and this is how I view it, uh, I do let my faith drive my voting habits uh, based on trying to represent or vote in people that represent me as a Christian. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I am a Christian first and foremost before I'm a United States citizen, before I am a Texan uh, even. So I am a Christian first and foremost, and my politics are just part of it. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not as passionate about politics as some other people and some of my other friends, uh, but uh, I do think it's important because if we were to retreat away from being a voice of Christianity out there in the political spectrum— um, Somebody's going to fill that void, and it's probably going to be uh, not somebody that you want to be, if that makes sense. So that's how I view po uh, politics and faith together or separate. The answer, yes, uh, Dario, it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I do keep uh, uh, together with the way I vote, but also on the flip side is I certainly do not find my identity in my politics. Uh, I know most of what happens in the political realm is theater in many ways, political theater, and uh, it's exhausting at times <laughs> to try to keep up. Which news channel do you watch? Where do you get the facts? Where do you get the actual news? Uh, where do you find the truth? 
uh, who's telling this? What I think a lot of politicians, unfortunately, get into that game because it is a game, and uh, it's all political theater in some form or fashion. So it, it bothers me a little bit. So I get become a little jaded on it. But uh, uh, I, I do follow it. I do vote a certain way. I do uh, pay attention to who I'm voting for. But first and foremost, I'm a Christian, and that's what I care most about. So hopefully that helps you guys as well too. All right. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, that is uh, Proverbs 16. That's a f- Once again, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Uh, all these episodes we've been doing over the last few months, I really, really, truly appreciate it. Now, I'm enjoying doing them. Hopefully you guys are enjoying listening to them as well. So make sure you go to livingchristian.org uh, for all the podcasts, all the apparel stores, and uh, the Bible reading and the blog posts and everything that is living Christian that can help you live Christian life seven days a week. Check it out on livingchristian.org. Until then, keep Jesus in your heart and eternity on your mind. God bless you guys. Talk to you all later.